0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here on Payne.TV slash gold, and you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. Ladies and gentlemen, We are breaking down the Internet of Senses for you and the top 10 hottest new trends that consumers expect from the technocrats. This is what we want, folks. So let me get this article back up on the screen. So we went over trend one, your brain is the user interface. We went over trend two, sounds like me. And now we are entering trend three which is any flavor you want. And, folks, again, this is a very detailed uh, paper. It would take me multiple episodes to cover the entire thing. So if you want it, it's at Erickson with two S's. Uh, I'll tweet this out from Animal and retweet it on the Dustin Gold Show. So if you want it, um, it's important. I'd read it if you're interested in this type of thing. Trend three any flavor you want our taste buds produce powerful personal experiences and they are about to be digitized video data accounts for the most online traffic today but seeing isn't always believing looks can deceive that's why as newcomers to the physical world babies learn about an object by instinctively putting it in their mouths It goes on to say, until now, our online existence has not allowed us to practice digital mouthing, but that is set to change. Could you imagine putting a device in your mouth that digitally enhances the food you eat so that anything could taste exactly how you want it to? Folks, uh, I don't know. Crickets. Does that come to mind? The fact that Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari and the rest of the gang want us eating uh, Jiminy Cricket? Well, now you can eat a can full of crickets, but it could taste like butterscotch ice cream. How about that, folks? Oh yeah, this is what they're talking about. It says right here, more than four in 10 consumers, 44%, expect to be able to taste their memories in the future uh sounds very much like the matrix this should be creeping you out it says the ability to share what you taste with your friends is predicted by 38 percent of consumers okay so you have real people out there that want this stuff talk about getting as far away from what we are naturally wired to do which is to hunt and gather, protect our family, provide food, shelter, clothing, the basic necessities. Uh, focus on your neighborhood, your community, your local government. Get active in your local church, your local political groups. Try to know who your alderman is or your councilman or your mayor. No, 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 no. Now, because you could jump into your VR Metaverse and share what you're eating with your imaginary friend in Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the world they want us living in. Okay, let's go. Trend four digital aroma. Currently, smell is almost impossible to convey digitally, but this is all expected to change. We may have all but lost our understanding of fragrances. Modern people use deodorant to conceal their body odors, and traffic exhaust fumes in our bustling megacities make us numb to olfactory sensations. We may even think of our noses just as a place to put our glasses, or as a reminder that we have caught a cold. In reality, smell is important. The chemical language of scent is a physical sensation that affects us directly and deeply. This is why, for example, car manufacturers make sure that their cars smell new or why coffee shops are so much more alluring than vacuum-packed coffee from the supermarket. And any of you who have ever gone to you know, Las Vegas or Disney World or such, you know that they pump the smells of things chocolates and perfumes and such into these casinos to make them pleasant but also they say some of those smells actually calm you down they make you uh uh less you know freaked out about losing money and so you'll sit there and you'll continue to gamble so so far they're talking about the trends the sensations you know first off it's controlled by your brain Then blocking out sounds that tasting anything, and now being able to smell anything. Trend number five is total touch. Consumers are expecting that we'll be able to touch anything anywhere completely digitally. Anyone who has played Mario Kart can attest that a vibrating controller adds to the experience. However, those who have tried the VR arcade version might agree it takes everything up a level with a mock-up cart that shakes in sync with the game to create an impression of a moving vehicle. As I mentioned to you earlier, these um, f- you know, 4D uh, rides they have at Universal Studios. Goes on to say, digital touch is set to grow way beyond the rumble of your game controller on the haptic feedback of current VR systems. Going forward, people will think of digital touch as something affecting their whole body and not just their hands. The most easy-to-imagine feature for consumers is the physical impact of sound, with 7 in 10 foreseeing earphones that can digitally transfer the physical impact of live concert bass sounds to their chests. And there's a lot more on that as well, folks. Seriously, I mean... What about going to a concert? What about experiencing the touch and feel of fabrics inside of the clothing stores? I don't like buying clothes on Amazon. Unfortunately, I'm a guy that uh, still wears suits. Uh, When I go out to dinner with my wife, I dress up for events. Uh, When I was a young kid, Uh, I'm 41 now. There were still a lot of gentlemen, older gentlemen, who wore suits to church. They wore fedora hats. They would actually sit in front of the old grocery store, smoking their cigarettes, reading the newspaper. And when women came walking across the parking lot, they would tip their hat and say, hello, my lady, and then open the door for her. And so I grew up seeing these older, uh, respected gentlemen, these very polite gentlemen, um, uh, in their suits and so i always wanted to wear a suit and i still wear suits whenever i have a chance on my old podcast i used to wear one but i actually had people told me to tone it down because it doesn't fit the times so i don't wear my suits anymore but uh right now it's very difficult to find suits even at the factory outlets they don't stock a lot and so i get stuck having to buy them online from amazon and other places and i hate it because i end up having to return them six times because the sizes don't fit. So we're going to lose all that because everything is going to be done in the digital world. But if we're living inside of our natural life prison uh, pod and entering this fake digital world, none of that will really matter anymore. We probably won't have to wear any clothes in our prison pod. I mean, what did most people wear if they quarantined for a year during COVID? Walking around the house in in your soiled underwear. (laughs) You know? All right, trend six, merged reality. Many believe that our physical and virtual realities will be interchangeable by 2030. You hear that? Many believe that our physical and virtual realities will be interchangeable by 2030. So that's the natural world and the metaverse as I explained at the opening. When the internet was introduced, it divided the world into two, our physical existence and its digital shadow. We call these haves offline and online. But in fact, these words no longer carry much distinct meaning as most everyday experiences are becoming a spaghetti-like tangle of on and offline activities. And I think I brought this up on a show But there is a woman I know uh, from one of the grocery stores I worked at who is an avid Twitter MAGA follower, okay? And so I talked to her on and off about politics uh, because I was getting a lot of information from her about supply chains. And so when I talk to people in real life and I am trying to obtain uh, intelligence through a sort of long-term, you know, acquaintance relationship with someone, I always sort of play dumb and I let them talk to me and then I can figure out where they come from politically and then I can sort of morph and become a chameleon and then it allows me to... um, to not get in an argument and burn that bridge. I learned that sort of in sales and in business. So, uh, and from my father growing up, uh, uh, he was a private investigator, former cop. So I learned a lot of those skills from him. And so this woman I befriended and she would run up to me in the store every day when I saw her. And she'd start talking about some fight that went on in some echo chamber that she was living in on Twitter, and to her it was a reality and it really mattered to her, which I'm sure it did. Uh, and she'd be saying, you know, zigzag forty four just got in a beef with sixty two forty six head, did you see that? And I'm like, oh, no, I missed it. She's like, oh, my God, it got like 31 retweets. That's just a small, you know, personal example of how people are living both in and out of this metaverse at the same time. It says here by 2030, half of respondents imagine the difference between physical and digital reality will be almost completely gone. Interest In merged realities was highlighted in our 2017 Consumer Trends Report, where we found that four in five uh, AR and VR users believe these technologies would be used as commonly as the Internet within three years. So you see, they're creating this uh, merger, this merger between the two worlds. It says here, seeing through walls with augmented reality glasses will be possible according to 56% of consumers. And just so you know, the virtual reality, just think of you put on the headset and you're walking around inside of a video game. Okay, that you've seen your kids or grandkids play or maybe you played yourself. So, you're walking inside of Minecraft, inside of Roblox. Augmented reality glasses... Just think of it like you put on the glasses and you see everything that's in the room in front of you. But there will then be projections in the room. So if you said, uh, I want to know the heat in my house, it'll pop up and show you a thermostat. And you walk around in the rooms and you can see that. You could say, bring on Tyrannosaurus Rex and a 3DT Rex will come out. Now, they're starting to test this. You can find it on your Uh, phone through some google search maybe i'll do a demo of that if you haven't seen it yet and basically i can hold up my phone here in my studio or in my bedroom or living room and i can click on uh, an elephant the next thing you know an elephant is walking across my living room on my phone so that's what the augmented reality is so we touched on six of the ten already when i get back we're going to jump into the last Four, I think this is important because you want to learn about this technology, what's coming, you know, what your children and grandchildren are interacting with. Well, folks, this is it. This is the breakdown from the people that are researching and developing and deploying this technology. It doesn't get any better than this. I'm relaying it to you, but it's not, when it is my opinion, I tell you it's my opinion. When it's fact, as far as what the creators, the engineers, the architects, are publishing, I'm reading their words. So you're seeing the same white papers that they disseminate to their investors and to the scientists and engineers that are developing this crazy technology with them. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. I have to put on my VR goggles and enter my second life. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard Ladies and gentlemen, it is me, Dustin Gold, right here on TV slash gold. And you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. And ladies and gentlemen, we're breaking down sort of the elements that create the Internet of Senses, which will be part of your life if you decide to live in the metaverse, folks. So let's continue here. We got through the first six. And now we're on trend seven, which is verified as real. When technology can mimic and manipulate our senses, how will we know what is real and what is fake? It says here, half of consumers believe that by 2030, an Internet of Senses could advance to the point where physical and digital realities have, for practical purposes, merged into one. Okay, physical and digital. And then the third part from Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari is the biological, where physical, digital, biological all become one. And so the article says, when the digital world is perceived to be as real as the physical world, what will happen to our perception of real versus fake? Take a similar debate is centered, uh, it says today a similar debate is centered around fake news. By 2030, this could be a thing of the past, given that half of respondents say news reporting services that feature extensive fact checks will be popular by then. In addition, four in 10 foresee the rise in popularity of online photos that are guaranteed to be unedited. Again, let's just lay this out quickly. Problem, reaction, solution. Right. So they create the problem, which would be whatever photo manipulation software. Then they provoke the reaction. okay, which is, oh, that's not fair. That girl faked her breast size or that guy didn't really look like that in his photos. uh, The guy that I met on a date from one of the dating apps. And then they offer the solution, and the solution now is that everything will be fact-checked. And as you saw here, we showed how Elon Musk is doing that overall with artificial intelligence. You see how they're doing it with the deepfake software. You see how they're doing it with the mind twins and all of this technology. Uh, They sit there and they create the problem by creating the technology, then provoke the reaction, which is us to complain about being hacked or having our identity stolen or news or audio or video or whatever being manipulated. And then the solution is let us be the governing body. Let us be the fact checkers for you. It says right here in a world full of avatars being verified as human could be a real game changer and perhaps from the foundation for exclusive social media platforms or services ensuring genuine representation only. And folks, where did we hear that before? Elon Musk, when he was pretending that he was going to buy Twitter, it was all about verifying humans. Eliminating the bots by verifying humans when they could just eliminate the bots because their algorithms already tell them what is a bot and what is human, but they're not doing that. The solution is that they want to collect biometric data from you, retina scans, face scans, just like to get into your uh, iPhone now. You have to give up all of this information. So they create the problem so they can provoke the reaction. And then the solution is give us more of your data. So the problem is technology, and then the solution is technology. It says exactly half of consumers think that fake news will be a thing of the past by 2030. Well, the question is, when they're fact-checking, what are they fact-checking the supposed fake news against? Now, if you're running government numbers, right, if I'm doing a story on, let's say, how much border wall was built, under Donald Trump, how many miles of border wall were built? Well, short of me actually going down to the border and driving across all 2,000 miles and surveying and measuring it for myself, the only thing I could really go off of are the numbers that the government puts out. So I have to assume that the government is telling the truth or they're lying and then adjust accordingly, both up or down, to get to where I think would be an honest representation of how much border wall they built. But so when the fact checkers are checking, they can only fact check against the sources. For instance, I'm reading you this article from Erickson because they're sort of the foremost experts on the Internet of Senses. But could I be reporting fake news because Ericsson is completely lying and everything we're reading is just completely made up? I guess so. But I have to go off of the assumption that the foremost experts on Internet of Senses that are helping develop it are telling the truth. You know, so what they're doing now is putting you into a world where you're so confused. And I've said many times, um, if you can't get the people to trust you 100% of the time, uh, or if you can't get the people to believe you 100% of the time, get them to disbelieve you 100% of the time, because in the end, they will retreat and or surrender and the result will be the same. And so that's what they're doing is they're creating this world of confusion in which you can really trust nothing anymore. And then the solution is that you're going to get a retina scan uh, and give up your blood samples and your DNA to these life hackers, to these technocrats, these transhumanists, in order to access these systems in which they're forcing you into, corralling you into. And not just you, You know, me as well. When I say you, I'm just trying to talk to you individually as the viewer, Uh, not the group of us, but there's a group of us here, and we are all susceptible to this. So trend eight, post-privacy consumers. In a data-driven future, consumers see regulation and transparency as a means to resolving privacy issues. Regulation. Okay, so now they have to regulate everything, right? Half of respondents in our study can be classified as post-privacy consumers. On the one hand, they expect digital data laws to clearly regulate public and private data use so that privacy concerns no longer exist. Who's enforcing these privacy concerns, these regulations, I ask? It goes on to say, on the other hand, they also believe that technology such as face recognition will be used everywhere to the extent that the concept of privacy no longer exists. So they're, they're willing to give up their privacy. It goes on to say, this may seem like a paradox, But post-privacy consumers expect privacy issues to be totally resolved so that they can safely reap the benefits of a data-driven world. An astonishing 83% of them are interested in an Internet of Senses compared to just over half the other respondents. Thus, removing personal data rights issues will be a key challenge for companies in the next decade thus removing personal data rights issues hmm. that is interesting okay this goes on with a lot more statistics but again i i've gotta jump over this um you know I, the more i'm looking at this i might do um, a separate show like a one hour sh- i could probably do this in one hour like a one hour show maybe and put this out as not an episode but maybe a little special because there is a lot of good information in here um, let's go on. Trend nine, connected sustainability. The ability to digitally be anywhere might save more than just our time. It could help save our planet too. Oh, man. The ability to digitally be anywhere might save more than just our time. It could help save our planet too. Okay, so they have to tug at the heartstrings now. Of course, the prison planet technology that they are putting into place everywhere will not destroy the planet, folks. Not at all. Uh, Today, youth all over the world are crying out to older generations to make a radical U-turn towards a sustainable future. Simultaneously, digital technology is at a tipping point where it is viewed by top researchers as a wild card, meaning that it can be used to either rapidly transform our economic systems or to drive emissions even higher, it is up to us. Let's read a little bit more on that. The good news is that 6 in 10 think Internet of Senses-based services will make society more environmentally sustainable. So it's the good news is that 60% think Internet of Senses-based services will make society more environmentally sustainable. All right, so they're proud of that. This group also view other questions about technology and the environment completely differently to others. For instance, 55% of them foresee climate-proof internet subscriptions that guarantee connectivity during environmental disruptions compared to only 24% of others. Half of them also expect water purification and D de- salination to become cheap and readily available to anyone while only one in five of others think so and so this section goes on to talk about 3d printers and the cost of 3d printers but i think you can see where uh, where this is all going let's go to trend 10 sensational services Services spanning all of the senses are expected to digitize or digitalize daily life. So it says, in this study, consumers predict that by the next decade, digital sound and vision, complemented by touch, taste, smell, and more, will transform our current screen-based experiences into multi-sensory ones that are practically inseparable from physical reality. What would everyday life be like in such a world? I don't know. I think. Myself personally, it would be terrible, but that's just me. In part, this change is already happening. Elements of the other senses are coming into play, such as virtual reality headset accessories with aroma generators and micro heaters or coolers, haptic feedback body suits, or simple vibrating game controllers. Perhaps you will eventually be able to taste a glass of digital wine while hanging out with friends in a game. With some luck, that won't lead to a digital hangover the next day folks let me just explain this i know all of you probably the listeners here and, and i wish this show actually um could reach a younger audience and there's some allies sort of i believe in our space real people organic people that i've met through maria albanese uh, may be able to help push this out because I want to get this show out to younger people. I want to warn them of these technologies. And so to me, it's like the there's only two sets of people that I can see really delving into this and buying into this. And those are one uh, I, I'm talking about right now today. I know in the future they're going to connect everyone up to it. That's the goal. But one would be senior citizens living in senior homes who have um disabilities that disallow them from going out into the real world and so they miss all of these sensations and life experiences that they've had and so it would be very easy to dupe them into putting on um, a bodysuit and a vr headset and the other would be younger people who've never actually experienced any of this stuff Uh, And so they're willing to just jump into this world because they believe that is actually what it's like to experience it. And so the ultimate goal is that they are going to make life horrible and terrible, like in The Matrix, so that you want nothing more than to escape the hellhole that they create through the prison planet and go into the metaverse to live in your mansion and to hike in the mountains. But when I met my wife, one of the first dates we went on, she uh, had me go camping with her in Assateague Island, uh, not far from us. And it is this beach where um, there are beautiful horses that are that live there on the island, and they run free on the island. And so when you're in Assateague, walking down the beach, and you smell the crisp, you know, ocean breeze and the sand under your feet and the wind blowing on your face and you see a horse run by you and the, the wind is blowing through the willows and the grass and then you go back to your campsite that looks straight out into the ocean and you light a fire with your friends and then you grill steaks and lobsters and seafood or whatever it is that you're making And then in the morning, you set up your jet boil. It's like a little uh, uh, propane-powered boiler. And you make a fresh cup of tea or coffee. And then you cook breakfast and the smell of the eggs blowing around in the air, the eggs and the bacon. No, you can never convince me that I could do that inside of their metaverse, nor would I ever want to. Because walking down the beach with my wife and holding her hand as the wind blows in my face and the horses gallop by, you will never take that from me. You will never take the natural world away from me because I would rather die than live inside of your disgusting satanic metaverse. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back, We're going to delve a little bit deeper into the Internet of Senses before I move on to smart cities. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Resist this, folks. Resist this in your lives. Tell your children and tell your grandchildren. This is dangerous. It's anti-human and it's anti-natural. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv.